For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At the, can you talk specifically about the final drive? You guys moved the ball well. Probably one first, more, one more first down. I would imagine you would have really liked to have to change the clock. It's a lot of things that we wish we would have done and had, and wish and hope and whatever. Guys still got to do their job. We still got to move the football. We still need stops at the end of the day. So uh, I take it personal that you know here we are. Three weeks ago, and, and, and if somebody would have said this was, 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 was going to happen, you know, I would have slapped him, you know, but things happen and nobody's going to feel sorry for us. We're just making it opening up a lot of hope for another, a lot of other teams that, you know, we can't, we can't bear to, to allow happen. So, you know, for us, we just got to turn the page and, and, and get ready for our next opponent. Wright said that he feels like this team has the potential to rip off five wins in a row. Um, do you Man, we need one win. Let's just start with one win. One win. Everybody looking at the, the calendar and saying, oh, we can we, we can beat this team, we can beat that team. Oh, yeah, we played them at home. Man, look, we need one win. And we can start with that. You know, we got a lot of capabilities and a lot of potential. But I've said it before, potential ain't never did us nothing and did nobody know it. So... Cam Newton put it best after a disappointing home loss against the Seattle Seahawks. Hello, everybody. This is Joshua Shadowcat Outland here to bring you your C3 Carolina Cat Chronicles Week 13 Panthers at Buccaneers preview. I'm not even going to bother using the format of playing highlights this week because I don't think it's, I don't think Panther fans want to hear it at this point. The Panthers have been in free fall since week 10 against the Pittsburgh Steelers. They lost their first game after a three game win streak and no one could have predicted that that would become a three game slide seeing the Carolina Panthers go from a dominant Six and two record, almost assured of a playoff berth, all the way down to six and five, and now fighting for a wild card life. Not only are they fighting for a wild card life, unfortunately, the Carolina Panthers have been knocked from the number five seed all the way down to about the eighth seed. They are currently in the hunt, so to speak, and they definitely have to reel off some wins in a row to make that happen. I do want to go over a few things in the last week's game before we focus in on Panthers at Buccaneers. 
You can't really say that Cam Newton and Cam and the Carolina Panthers offense had a bad game. They actually had a pretty damn good game. As a matter of fact, the Carolina Panthers have set a record being the first team in NFL history to lose three straight games while having passer ratings over a hundred. Typically, if a quarterback has a passer rating of a hundred, seventy-five percent of the time it is a victory. But the Carolina Panthers defense has just had massive collapses you're going to see more of that coming up bank of america stadium played host to the carolina panthers versus seattle seahawks game the panthers came in here at six and four seattle came in at five and five both teams they knew that this was going to be an important game the winner of this one would control a wild card spot in the nfc the Carolina Panthers had this was an absolute must win game. And unfortunately, we are forced to see the results of what happens when the Carolina Panthers do not capitalize and win a must win. Now this has basically forced them into a playoff scenario where every single game going forward is considered not only a must win, it's it's something even more important and dire than that. I believe that one single loss over these next four games can cost the Carolina Panthers a playoff spot. All right, so let's go over some of the stats from this game here. Like I said, Cam Newton, the Carolina Panthers offense, didn't have a bad game. Cam Newton went 25 of 30 for 256 yards, two touchdowns, and yes, one interception. The interception was a not well-advised throw he made in the middle of double coverage toward his tight end. Man hurts. Man hurts. Could have fought harder for the ball, of course, but it was unfortunately a bad decision. Cam Newton got a little bit greedy in the red zone, and that cost the Panthers at least three to seven points. On the day, Cam Newton's rushing eight attempts for 63 yards, and he had a long of 26 yards. Not bad on the ground as well. Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey took off rushing. He had 17 carries for 125 yards and a touchdown with a long of 59 yards. That 59-yard run being in the middle of the fourth quarter. In the receiving game, he was just as explosive. He had 11 targets, made 11 catches for 112 yards and an extra touchdown. That touchdown being on a real route. A wheel is a wheel route. It's a wheel route, as Clay Matthews likes to say it. He also had three fumbles to go along with his two touchdowns. Luckily, none of those fumbles were lost. That could have been even more devastating for the Panthers if they had been. DJ Moore exploded for the Carolina Panthers, catching eight passes on nine targets for 91 yards. No touchdowns, though. Curtis Samuel would find his way into the end zone. One rush for 25 yards, and he had he had have two catches on two attempts for 17 yards and a touchdown. That touchdown was one-on-one with Shaquille Griffin. He put Shaquille Griffin into the turf and made an easy catch for the touchdown. Russell Wilson on the other side. He had 22 completions on 31 attempts for 339 yards and two touchdowns. He was pretty much contained in the pocket with only three carries for four yards, a longest seven yards on the day. 
Chris Carson, Mike Davis, Rashad Penny, all of the one of the best running back tandems in the NFL, and they got held to under a hundred yards. You would think that would be a victory for the Carolina Panthers. Unfortunately, the defense seemed to just fall apart, especially after Dante Action Jackson, the phenomenal rookie cornerback for the Carolina Panthers from LSU, sustained a quadricep injury on the very first play of the game. They stuffed a rush and immediately he went down with the quadricep injury and he would not play the rest of the game. The Panthers backup plan in case of an injury to, to Sean Jackson or to Dante Jackson, not a very good one. They decided to play Captain Monerlin and Corn Elder in his spot and both got toasted, roasted, burned, whatever word you want to call it. They, it was horrible for the Carolina Panthers secondary. They got roasted early and often by Russell Wilson, who blew up for over 330 yards when he had only been averaging about 200 going into this game. I don't really know what else you can say about the Panthers defense. They have fallen off a cliff and a lot of that has to do with Don Tari Poe. He really has not been performing up to the task he was expected to when he was brought in to free agency by the Carolina Panthers this year. You did notice the run defense did seem to improve when Kyle Love was inserted in place of Don Tari Poe. That very well might continue, especially against a team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In the end, the Carolina Panthers had a chance to steal this game with a field goal. Instead, I personally think they should have been a bit more aggressive on that final drive. They tried to settle for what was a 52-yard field goal, and he missed it wide right. It never even come close. It didn't do the hook to the left that would have got, that would have brought it in and would have allowed it to be hit from 70 yards. Unfortunately, that would give the ball to Russell Wilson in great territory and a great pass from Russell Wilson to David Moore would be caught and that would seal the game for the Seahawks in favor and doom the Carolina Panthers from what was a 6-2 record all the way down to 6-5 and and now fighting for their playoff life. Moving forward here to look at this week's game. If there's any chance for the Carolina Panthers to find their footing and retrace their steps and get back to winning football, it is this week. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers come in here. They did have a victory this past game. But Jameis Winston is the quarterback. He remains turnover prone. And the Carolina Panthers, especially if they get Dante Action Jackson back this week, can stand to make some capitalization happen on his turnover proneness and hopefully make some picks happen and give the Panthers the ball in great field position. Looking at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers injury list, there are quite a few, quite a few big names on here. Quan Alexander, Vernon Hargraves III, O.J. Howard, Deshaun Jackson, Levante David, Ronald Jones, their running back, Jason Pierre-Paul with a knee injury. Those are several 
injuries for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Probably the biggest one I see. Jason Pierre-Paul, he left the game last week with a knee injury and is unknown if he will be active for this week's game against the Carolina Panthers. Also, another one to keep in mind, Levante David. He's missed the Get past couple of games now with a sprained MCL, a right knee MCL sprain, and it has not been seen if he will be playing against the Carolina Panthers this week. That could be a big one. There goes most of the Buccaneers' rush and defense, period. On the Carolina Panthers' side, something to watch. Chris Manhurst, he's got a foot questionable injury. That means Ian Thomas will be playing in place of him. Demir Bird, he has a broken arm now, and he has now been put on injury reserve. I don't think he's going to be. I personally don't think that he'll play another down for the Carolina Panthers after this. It's a damn shame. He reminds me of David Geddes. So much potential, but he was just too darn injury prone. Devin Funches, another player. And, but you know what? I don't miss Devin Funches as much as I thought I did because DJ Moore has really stepped up in his stead and is proving that he could be a bona fide number one wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers and Cam Newton. The biggest name I see here on the inactive or the questionable list, the injury list for the Carolina Panthers is Dante Jackson. And I dare say that if Dante Jackson had not been injured last week, I do think the Carolina Panthers would have won against the Seahawks. So I definitely hope he is coming back for this game. Looking forward into this game, the team rankings between the Buccaneers and the Panthers. Carolina Panthers have a home record of now 5-1. Unfortunately, they watched that home record. They had 10 straight wins at home. Coming into last week's tilt against the Seahawks, unfortunately, that slipped away, leaving them with a five and one home record. They they have a one in four away record, and this is where I'm a bit concerned. They're gonna have to get over those road woes in order to make a playoff berth happen. They're gonna have to go at least two and four on the road. Or they're gonna have to make that record two and four at on the road against Tampa Bay in order to make this playoff push. Tampa Bay has a home record of three and two, so they are vulnerable at home. But their away record is a one and five. They're basically the exact opposite of the Carolina Panthers, and they are very vulnerable. Even at home is not totally home field advantage it like i said if there's one game that the carolina panthers can get right in it is this one points scored by the carolina panthers 287th which is 10th the buccaneers on the other hand 294 points scored which is ninth in the nfl points allowed Carolina Panthers have allowed 282 points, which is 20th in the NFL. Meanwhile, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 338 points allowed, which is 31st in the NFL. There's only one team that's allowed more points in the NFL this year than they have. Takeaway differential, the Carolina Panthers, over the past couple of weeks, they were plus six. They have now fallen to plus four. They're still top 10 in the NFL with a turnover differential. Meanwhile, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers sit at negative 21 in their takeaway turnover differential, and they are the worst in the NFL. This tells me the Carolina Panthers, they have a chance to make some turnovers happen. They can hold on to the ball themselves, and that could be the difference in this game. 
Carolina Panthers rushing passing yards per game, 232 passing yards per game. That is ranked 21st in the NFL. On the flip side, Tampa Bay comes in 355 yards per average a game. That is tops in the NFL, just as it was the last time they faced each other. Carolina Panthers rushing yards per game. They are 138 yards per game. That is third place in the entire NFL. So they are very good at running the ball. On the flip side, Tampa Bay Buccaneers averaging just under the century mark. 98 yards per game, which is only good enough for 26th in the NFL. That speaks through a, a, a promotion of running back, so to speak. Most running games, most of the time when a running game, when a when a when a team hits over 100 yards rushing or close to 100, it's almost assuredly a victory. That just goes to show the way the new NFL is for the defense. And this is where's the bugaboo of the Carolina Panthers. Defensive passing yards allowed per game, 260, which is 22nd in the NFL. Meanwhile, Tampa Bay, their passing defense is 274 yards per game, which is 27. For the rush defense, the Carolina Panthers are not as bad as I thought they were. And I'm sure this past game has a lot to do with that. They averaged 96 yards per game allowed on defense, which is good enough for sixth in the entire NFL. Meanwhile, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers allow over 100 yards per game, 116 yards per game to be exact, which is good enough for 18th in the NFL. The last time these two teams met, November 4th, 2018, Carolina was coming in off of a win and they, they had a close matchup throughout. They actually had a huge lead and watched it drain away. At one point, it was 35 to 7. That became 35 to 28 before the Carolina Panthers and Cam Newton especially would lead a drive to put the game away and make it 42 28 the final score. Hopefully, Carolina Panthers fans can see a result similar to that. It cannot be said just how important this game is for the Carolina Panthers. It is a, just like last week, a must win situation. They failed last week in a must-win situation in spite of their offense looking so good. This is the point in the season where now one or two more losses will doom the Carolina Panthers to miss the playoffs. And if that happens, if the Carolina Panthers go from 6-2 and two all the way down to missing the playoffs with anything worse than an 8-8, eight 9-7, and 10-6 eight, and and record, that could be major, major moves made in the front office. It could very well lead to a front office clean sweep by David Tepper. There's no telling whether general manager Marty Herney will survive this sweep. It's almost assured that Ron Rivera will probably be eliminated from the Panthers as head coach position as well. Defensive coordinator Washington, he's already on the hot seat. And I wouldn't be shocked to see him get fired any day this week due to the ineptitude of the Carolina Panthers defense this year. Once again... This is a, this is even more important than a must win situation. I can't even think of, of a word to emphasize how important this game is for the Carolina Panthers. It is basically at this point, 
do or die, win or go home. The Buccaneers are almost assuredly out of the playoff run. A Panthers victory here can totally knock them out of the playoff contention and keep the Carolina Panthers postseason hopes alive. From C3, Carolina Cat Chronicles, this has been Joshua the Shadow Cat Outland with your Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus Carolina Panthers Week 13 preview. Thank you for tuning in. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.